With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, hello everybody. I'm really sorry for dashing off like that. It was just, um, a bit of strange of appearance. It really, whew, start again, Deb. Right, sorry about that. that um, a little bit shook up. There's a massive thud on the side of the house. Um, and if you know where I live, there shouldn't be anything that's thudding on the side of my house, but it creeped me out a bit. I mean, it's late on. It might be just me being a bit spooked. But that was strange. Um, I'm really sorry about that. Very unprofessional of me. Right, start again. Um... So where did we get to? She decided not to tell her boyfriend in fear that he may pursue the thing that they'd seen. Poor Maureen. So she quietly told him she wanted to leave and never gave a reason. Now, Maureen Bond never spoke of what she saw that night for around 30 years. Um, but she never forgot it. She would constantly... I'm really spooked, actually. Oh, I didn't like that. She would constantly question herself on what she saw, believing that she may have seen the devil that fateful night. Now, I was contacted by a YouTube user who was watching a video on an account I had uh, released in 2017, and it was on the Medway area of Kent. And on the River Medway, we have about 16 accounts that follow it. And that video triggered a memory uh, told by a, a mother who had a school friend when she was younger, who had witnessed a similar hairy creature, which she called a giant hairy ape man. I remember my mother telling me this story about the school outing. When we were a young girl, she saw something very strange that scared her. So when I heard your accounts online from other people who lived around the Medway, I thought you might find Mum's story of interest. My mother grew up on Bluebell Hill in the 1930s and 40s and she told me that her class were taken on a nature walk at school as a school outing at Kitscote Barrow, an ancient site, uh, in the southeast of England. Now, the day went well and they were busy collecting plants when one little girl started screaming and pointing to the woods surrounding the field. When the young girl explained she'd seen a giant ape man in the trees, and it was watching the girls from the woods. Of course, the teachers got the girls together and walked them back to school promptly, and the girls who had seen the creature was very badly shaken and didn't attend school for a week or more. Now, this account is not only in an area surrounded by other accounts of giant, hairy, ape-like creatures, it's also a good example of how many of the reports received come in. When I made the Medway video, I knew that there would be witnesses out there who had never shared their story. Or somebody who knew of a witness. Um, so I was delighted when this account shared by the mum, remembering back into her own school days, came in. And the account itself shook a card with me. And not only was I taken back to my own encounter as a young girl, and the turmoil something happening like that brings, I also realised when placing the account on the map, 
that this site had fitted a key that turned a cog and I suddenly realised that maybe in that area of the Medway, it's the megaliths and standing stones themselves that hold the keys to the numerous accounts down there. Because um, there are so many in the Thames Valley and they come in consistently through the decades. So Kit's Cote, or the Countless Stones as it's known, Sometimes it's known as Little Kicks Coty House, and it's the name of the remains of a Neolithic chambered long barrow on Bluebell Hill, near Aylesford in the English country of Kent. Now, many of you will know of the Kentish Ape Man and the Kent Wolf. There are lots and lots of reports down there. So I did a little digging into the school outing, and I realised this was at the time many school children across the UK were doing their bit for the war. Kids from schools across the UK picked hedgerow foods to supplement the rationing and for use as medicines, foods and poultices. Now, this became one of the ways we kept the hospitals here and on the front line in supply of much-needed medicines and supplies. So without these children, many of whom picked, planted and sorted through materials for anything that could be salvaged, repaired or recycled. They were in some cases even taken onto the bomb sites to retrieve anything that could be retrieved. Can you imagine that in this day and age? Now, there's another account from a man, this happens a lot, where they're in the 40s or the 50s and they had this experience back when they were a teen and they just kept it with them because they've had nobody to talk to about it, nobody to explain it to. And this is a very... Just that scenario. And also, what do you call it? What do you say you've seen? It's really hard for people to actually put a name to it. And he says, before I would start, I would like to say, I am really not sure what to call this thing, this creature, this figure that I experienced that day. I can only tell you what it looked like, what it sounded like, and what happened. I've looked for answers for many years now. And although there is so much information out there on cryptids and Bigfoots and dogmen alike, there is no definitive guide. No chart you can plot it on for an answer or a quiz you can take to see where your score leads. You see a huge dark figure that moves not only on all fours but also on two. With ease. You hear it move through the bush and fell trees easily as it the path's cleared. I can't say it was massive. It sounded like a cow or a moose breaking through that scrub. It moved down the embankment and across the track and it was off into the shrub to my side with ease. It moved fluidly with purpose and I have no idea what it was. And that fluid movement gets mentioned over and over and over. I'm in my 50s now, but that then I was a lad and it was my 16th birthday. And I was lucky enough to have been given an air rifle as a gift. There are two re- reservoirs where I lived then. An older one, then the other one was new. I was coming from the new reservoir area, using the forestry tracks, going to the old reservoir area. It was around dusk. There was a high steep bank to my left hand side and a low bank to my right. Now the banks are heavily forested with lots of old logs and stumps and brush cut and underbrush and brambles and prickles and the banks would have been a nightmare to struggle through. And there were clear-cut level gravel paths uh, making for easy travel. So why would something be in there? I couldn't quite believe it when I heard something crashing through the undergrowth 
keeping up with me at ease. It was huge, whatever it was. Well, it sounded huge. Cow-sized, at least. It was smashing things out of the way and moving through that jungle of logs and rotten wood without any problem at all. I felt shadowed. I couldn't even tell it was going. I could even tell it was going from two legs to four and back to two again. Whatever worked best to keep that thing moving forward. I was getting pretty scared at this point. I could not think what could be doing that in there. And to be honest, without thinking, I put a pellet in the air rifle. Now, as most lads will tell you, there is a double bullet technique that's sometimes done to make a much louder crack when you fire. And this is what I did then. I loaded one pellet as normal, then I put another down the barrel and I pointed it in the general direction of that noise. That's how scared I was. And I fired without even thinking about it. Crack. All goes quiet. Nothing. Not a sound. And then I hear it moving again. About 30 feet in front of me now. I keep going. I can't head back. And whatever was shadowing me would come really close, making a lot of noise and then pull back. Move close and pull back over and over, like playing cat playing with a mouse. I was really scared. As I got parallel to the old reservoir, it was ahead of me in the brush. And then I saw it. As it emerged from the undergrowth onto the road and it crossed briefly. It was really dark and bulky. And I couldn't see many details and make out its face. It then dropped onto all fours and was gone in seconds into the brush and scrub. Even seeing it then, with my own eyes, as it approached and went past me on the road, I was still disbelieving what was happening. I kept telling myself that it wasn't happening. Whatever crossed the road was around eight or nine feet tall. It was very tall and very bulky, but it moved with ease and had no problem walking on two legs. I don't really remember what I did after that. Every time I would think about that night, I would tell myself it never happened. It was impossible. Back then, if I had known the word, I would have said a Bigfoot. But then you hear of so many other cryptids, it could be like a dogman or anything. I cannot be 100% sure. So for now, I'm happy just saying I saw something huge, dark and upright, on two legs that moved. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With ease, down on all fours, that I cannot explain. Now, a gentleman from Northern Ireland also reported a strange creature in the roadway one night. 
He saw a seven-foot-tall wood waltz on the Lurgan Road in County Down Island back in 1998. In the middle of the night, as he was returning home and driving along the Blackskull Road, heading towards Thorny Bridge, which meets the Lurgan Road, the creature he saw stood on the road, he said. It must have been at least seven feet tall, and it was a black-brown creature covered in hair. It was so huge, it blocked the road. It was horrible. The thing immediately kick-started my fight or flight, and I braked hard, sliding the car to a stop. The headlights really exposed its red eyes. I put the car into reverse and reversed all the way back until the road was clear and this thing was gone. I've been hiking since 2004, mostly alone. Uh, this is a second report from Ireland, actually. I've not... For some reason, I've not uh, separated it. <sighs> so the second gentleman is 2004. The other one was 1998. Um, I've been hiking since 2004, mostly alone and all over Ireland. And in December 2015, I was in a very remote and isolated area of the Sperrins. I'd walked the three hill. I'd walked the three hilltops surrounded by a dense forest, and was heading back up a hill towards the tree line to my car when I saw something very tall and large moving faster behind me, about a kilometre away. It was walking, heading down the hill towards me, on the route that I'd just taken. Now, I'm not easily spooked, but I didn't hang about, as I'm of the opinion, if it wanted to, it could have caught up with me easily. I have pondered this for a while now, but I have not got a clue what it is to this day, as I see people on hills and mountains at various distances all the time. But this was taller than the six-foot person at the distance I was seeing it. Eight feet plus is my opinion, my guess. As I didn't have a gun, only hiking poles, I was not about to wait and try and find out. Now, my hiking bag now has binoculars added. That bang's just happened again. Mark, just go and have a check, see what they need. Right, sorry. I would be interested to know if anyone has encountered anything strange in and around the Sperrins. I have my walk recorded on a GPS unit and I work, walk all year in all weathers from good to zero visibility and I'm well used to seeing everything appearing out of the mist. But on this walk I had great visibility and I know about the optical illusions and what lone trees can give when they're walking. It was none of that. I don't know what I saw I see deer and quad bikes on the mountains, regular with hikers and dogs and running, depending where you go. All I can say is this thing I saw, for want of a better word, was out in the open, following a fence down a hill. i just left that same direction and it was moving fast. I was on two legs and eight foot plus in height. I'm not one for seeing things, but this was huge and it spooked me big time. I'm now going to carry a monocular when hiking, as it's handy to put in your pocket. Even at my age, in my middle 50s, I've never ever seen... I've only ever seen three badges in Ireland, so I certainly don't rule anything out in life. Um, I remember this, taking this report from a gentleman, and he spoke about a number of what he described as hunters in the area that were dressed in camo, of all things. Um and had waterproof maps with them and they seemed to be tailing this creature um so incredibly strange and there are lots of reports in ireland they're not as many as the uk and they're mostly up around the lock on the northeast coast 
Um, you don't have as many estuaries in Ireland or rivers in Ireland like you do in the UK. Um, and I think that's why there's so little sightings of them in Ireland. But they are out there and we're looking for people in Ireland to join all the time. Now, we go down to Compton in Berkshire now, and this is 2016, and I took this report, I remember speaking to the gentleman. I was out today in the car, and it's a normal everyday trip. I still had my work gear on, and the dog was with me. It was cold and windy, but really nice, so I figured a walk in the woods would do us both the world of good. So we set off on the short two-mile ride. I pulled up in the car and went to get the dog out, and she refused. And she's never done this before, and it seemed strange. But I just thought, sod it, to be honest. I had my model rock crawler truck in the car and I decided to spend some time using that in the hopes it should change her mind. Where I parked the woods, it's split by a country road and it has an offshoot that is sided with big embankments and the banks are steep and full of brush and scrub. Now, I usually go on one side of it and when I've been before, but this time I decided to go in the opposite direction. I was running the truck up and down and generally having fun for about 10 minutes, still in my high-vis jacket and cap, and the trucks were whirring away, making a racket. So I keep my earphones in and decided to stay out for 20 minutes or so and unwind. Then I heard strange noises, loud enough that I could still hear them even with my headphones in. I took the headphones out, thinking it was the wind, and I heard the sound of wood cracking. So I presumed it was a tree breaking in the wind, but it just kept happening. Crash. So I'm starting to become a bit confused by all this. If it's dead fall from the wind, why is it happening over and over? Now I realised it was coming from the other bank along the new cut for the power lines. The path underneath them had been cut well back and a few trees had been removed. So I thought it might be workers or something. And then it stopped. So I just put on my earphones back in and I hear a really strange sound. And I know how ridiculous this sounds. But it was almost like really loud flatulence, but much, much louder. I actually ducked and thought it was an engine or something above me. I have no idea what it was at all. So I decided to start back to the car. I started heading downhill and I'm running the truck up and down and I see quick movement in the corner of my eye, which made me look up. And I saw something dark, about halfway the height of a tree trunk. And it moved back behind the trees really fast. Now, the tree it hid behind was a pine tree that had been coppiced or damaged as its trunk had split into three parts. It was really quick, but I could make out a head, an arm and legs, all black, not shiny or anything, just matte black, and it moved really fast. I was so shocked, I just stood there for what felt like 20 minutes, scared rigid but unable to move. I couldn't take my eyes off that trunk. I thought something unhuman was going to come out from behind it. I just stood there. I don't think I even blinked. Eventually, I realised I had to go and look or run. I don't know how I did it, but I looked around and I found a large thick stick. I was so scared, I dropped the truck remote on the ground without even realising it. I carried the stick and circled the trees and there was nothing there. Nothing. And then I realised he, it could have walked backwards into the trees using the broken pine to conceal itself without me seeing it from where I stood. I've been out millions of times before this, but the incident changed everything for me. Whatever I saw was not human. It wasn't huge. I guessed around my height, about five foot eight, but it moved so swiftly and it was gone. 
The ground had heavy leaf cover, so I couldn't see if anything had been walking through. But I will never go into the woods again without keeping my eyes out for anything like that. I did notice in the area some sticks, and I've been photographed them as they seem so out of place. Ian W sent in this report, uh, and he says, This is what happened to me. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you about my encounter. It happened years ago, in October of 98, and we lived in a rural area of Yorkshire in a village called Brannan. I was out walking with my dog down a long farm track, and it was about 8pm. It was dark, and we were just walking along, and I let the dog off the lead, and we are about half a mile up this track, and the dog's just doing its own thing. It's quiet, no sign of anyone around. I'm enjoying the walk. There are hedges on both sides of the track, so it's hard to see clearly into the fields, and the woods is to one side of me. The dog suddenly stops and looks at the track in the direction we're walking, and he starts growling and acting all strange. I'm thinking it must be a fox, which is the way he's acted before, and I'm looking at the track to try and see the fox. can't see anything. Now the dog's going mad and starts barking. I turn to the dog to try and calm him, but he won't stop. If anything, he's getting worse. I turn to look up the track, and I couldn't believe my eyes. This massive creature was stood there. It must have walked between eight to nine feet. Oh, it must have walked between eight to nine footsteps out into the field track. I'm in complete shock at this point. It can't be. I think my brain couldn't take in what I was seeing. It was massive, about five foot across the shoulders and about eight foot tall. And I couldn't make out any facial features but I could make out that it was covered in hair. It was about 30 metres from me. It made no sound, and I didn't smell anything. Then the dog runs towards it, barking, but stops about 15 metres away. He was clearly scared and didn't know how to react, and he's completely forgotten about me, and that's the first. He barks a few more times and turns and runs past me and back up the farm track the way we came. Now, you can imagine how stunned I was. I must have been in shock, because what I did next, I cannot explain. I'm stood there looking at this creature, and I say, all right, I know it's crazy, and I just calmly turned around, and I just started walking back down the field track after my dog, all the time listening for this creature coming behind me. I was crapping myself. I never looked back till I got to the dog, and I couldn't see anything. I didn't report this for years and years, until some other people came forward. I had no idea what a Bigfoot was back then. Now, all these years later, seeing them online, what I saw that night was an exact match. Now, Josephine Eldridge from England says she will never go uphill again as long as she lives. She'd recently been spending a little time in Kilmarnock in 94, and for a day out, I decided to visit Dundonald Castle. Now, while walking on the hill, her two Labradors suddenly went berserk running around in circles, growling and snapping at the air before finally slinking to the ground as low as they could go, with their tails tucked beneath them, crawling backwards in obvious terror. Then Josephine saw this huge creature, which appeared to come some distance to her side. She had not noticed it before, and she assures us that it had not been there earlier, as she would most certainly have seen it. It did not seem to be solid as Josephine could see the grass of the hill through its body. But it was covered in longish charcoal coloured hair. It made no indentations in the grass. And Josephine 
on reflection, thought it may have been ghost-like. And the thing that struck the most terror was its eyes. It had two long slits which glowed a bright red. It had two holes where the nose should have been, very thick lips, and in fact it was not dissimilar to a gorilla in shape, although it stood well over ten feet tall on two legs. When confronted by the strange sight, Josephine began to pray, and the creature, after a few moments, slowly faded out of sight. But the dog's attitude never changed, and the Englishwoman felt sure that the monster was still around. Now Josephine left Dundonald Hill in a hurry, not too far behind her whimpering dogs. Now one of our members here at BBI is a very brave lady named Emma, and she made this report to me years ago. Uh, we were driving along Limby Hall Lane in Swannington in Leicestershire, and this is just past the Grace Dew Priory area, and we decided on this route as it was new for us, and we wanted to walk the dog somewhere different for a change. Now my sister lives in Eastwood, Nottingham at the time. So she came over and stayed at mine. We're out on the lane and it's getting darkish, but there's plenty enough light to walk the dogs. I'd say it was roughly around Feb. My sister was the driver and I was the passenger and our dogs were in the back. As we went down the lane, a man came out from the fields with three dogs and crossed the road into the woods to the side. We thought nothing of it. We stopped the car to let them pass. Uh, as it's a single road and you can't turn your car around until you reach the rest stops and pull-ins. After the man passed us, we went a few pull-ins along the road, but still not wide enough to turn the car around. We decided to keep going until we could turn around safely and then head back. We carried on along in Limby Hall Lane for some time, and then in the distance, in the light from the car headlights, we could see something was walking across the road, and it was walking strangely. It was very tall, and I would say at least seven to eight feet tall, and it looked injured as it walked across the road slowly with a limp and an arched back. It was very wide and all black, and as the headlights didn't reach it properly, we couldn't get a really good look at the face. I said to my sister, Stop the car! Please, that thing! She said, I have no idea. And she pressed her horn, and to our horror, this thing stopped in the middle of the road and turned and stared at the car. I told my sister to put the main beam on, and as she did this, we were still not close enough to light it all up. The only thing that did light up was its eyes. And it was reflecting not just two eyes, but many eyes. This thing had multiple reflected eyes. It just stood there in the road for ages looking at the car. Then it walked with what I believe to be a limp into the woods and the fields and was gone. At this point, we're both bricking it. Um, and we pressed the central lock in as we didn't, and we couldn't turn the car around. We had to go forward towards where this thing had stood to get past. As we went past the point where it went into the woods and the road was pitch black, my sister floored it. Now, I'm telling people this, they don't believe you. And I don't suppose it will. they will until it happens to them. And we tried to Google to find this creature, but we couldn't find anything that matches it. A little bit later on, um, August of 20, uh, 2016... Emma went back out. She says, my sister and my three friends are going back to Limby Hall Lane uh, at night to investigate the earlier sighting. On chatting with my friend, we realised that her uncle saw the same thing as me and my sister witnessed on the road that night. This time, it was walking along the grass verge at night. His account is almost exactly the same as mine, 
in exactly the same area and stretch of road, just opposite Grace Jew Priory. He also saw a crouched, dark figure. No face could be seen as the figure was hunched over with an arched back and it was coming towards him, almost heading for his car. This is at the junction opposite the ruins. He turned and left and sped off quickly towards Loughborough and now he will never drive past the area and he avoids it at all times. This is clearly, he's looking into further, says Emma. Now, as the weeks go on, I will share more and more of these reports, and I hope you start to notice many of the patterns in the descriptions. The habit, the area, and the behaviour, as you see them repeated over and over. Now, the only thing that changes is the witnesses themselves and their activity at the time. So, thank you very much for joining me, and I bid you a very good night for now. Good night. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.